Social media. Most of us have a complex relationship with it. Researchers have conducted thousands of studies to ask the question of what exactly it does to our brains, and the results have varied. And while I can respect the science and scientific approach, I'm more interested in hearing from you, or people like you. Which brings me to Chris Clement's Zoom Room at 11.30 on a Monday night. I guess when I think of social media, I think like kind of the top main apps like Twitter, uh, Discord, or Tumblr, microblogging, Snapchat, um, Facebook, you know, the top main ones. Um, But I guess like, in a sense, a lot of other things that I do consume is considered social media, like YouTube or uh, like fan fiction sites or forums. Chris is my cousin, and for as long as I can remember, he has always been the relative I went to to talk about media. We would talk movies, video games, and yes, social media. He has it all. He knows it all. But recently, he messaged me and told me he was trying to delete all of his social media. I wanted to know more. When I use it for community and like connecting and talking with other people, I like that and I like staying connected with like high school friends um, or just seeing other people that are like me. But uh, at the same time, I feel like I would like describe it as I feel overstuffed and overconsumed by it. So So, do you think, is that why you texted me a little bit ago and said that you deleted all of your social media? Is that why you were overstuffed? Uh, yes, and also, uh, you know, I need to focus on school, and I feel like I tend to overconsume when I'm stressed, and it's, um, it's not particularly helpful, especially not really helpful, in, in a way, like, I use social media to calm me down and, like, distract me from the stress, but at the same time, there is, like, a- another overlooming being, like, uh, it's still there, you still need to do it, you know. And the thing is, like, I delete my social medias, like, and what I mean by that is, is uh, I just delete the apps off my phone, but then now I just go on the Safari websites and just still go on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and just consume. The Ontario Ministry in Education in Canada released five key concepts to media literacy in regards to social media consumption. The fifth one on the list is media messages embed points of view. The concept that, no matter what, every single thing you see on social media is projecting an opinion onto you. In Chris's case, this helped him learn more about social justice movements. I remember when I was hearing a lot about Trevon Martin from like Tumblr and also the circle that I was in particularly was very much in the social justice and being like bringing up awareness about police brutality and uh, social justice and racism here in America. And I remember bringing this up on Facebook about Trevon Martin. I don't remember the exact article I shared. Um, I think it was like on the side, like side of Trayvon Martin. And I remember my cousin asking me like, where did you get this? Or where do you get your news from? And I'm like, I candidly said like, oh, Tumblr. Another one of the five key concepts is that a different audience can interpret the same message in different ways. 
This is something that Chris has noticed on his own social media throughout the pandemic. What I've noticed in kind of conservative circles, um, they've tend to like minimize the co- uh, coronavirus by spewing out this particular statistic that only 0.00 whatever number percent of people die from COVID, implying that it seems to imply it's like, well, there's like dispensable people that could die from it. This was a side of Chris I hadn't really met before. Social media was and is deeper to him than a couple of funny photos. It's a tool, a tool he's used since he was a kid. I was shocked, especially when he told me about when he moved to France, something I had always been jealous of. Turns out, I didn't need to be. When I was 15, I lived in France, and that was honestly like a really hard time for me. I was 15 years old. I was thrown into a French school and didn't speak the language. It was just a prime time when I was just super lonely and super in my head. And it was around that time that Chris discovered Tumblr. Yeah, that was the early days of like when Tumblr, oh, some beautiful mess that that website is. But, um, (laughs) you know, I remember thinking I had like quote unquote like Tumblr addiction because I would just be on Tumblr all the time. I think reflecting back on that just over so much consumption of Tumblr, uh, one rotted my brain a little bit. Um, (laughs) And I like to joke that it kind of rotted my brain. Um, Well, oh, that I think now kind of looking back at that consumption is that I, I used it a lot to cope and to deal with uh, issues and or deal with uh, boredom and stimuli. Yeah, so I think I just got into these uh, like kind of obsessions because that's how I coped and dealt with living. Which brings us to today. Ten years later, Chris and I two time zones apart as we connect with each other through the media platforms that we struggle to disconnect from. It's been a long time since France, and we both have grown a lot since then. Me, especially, because I was 11 years old and about four and a half feet tall. Chris is still dealing with this question, how to cope without media. A recent international emergency has not helped this. Well, especially in this COVID world, it's like, what else am I going to cope with if not the internet? Chris and I have both found solace and humor in the fact that we are not alone. And and funny enough, my dad has become a little obsessed with TikTok now. My dad, too. (laughs) Right? What is that? Dads. (laughs) They just like the streaming. (laughs) Why are dads obsessed with TikTok now? Um, Are you okay if I do my, uh, my, my tea while we... Yeah, that's fine. This is my dad. Okay, I'll, um, I'll stay focused. <laughs> he is the most, well, I know he's going to be listening to this, so I have to be careful how I describe him. Let's just say he's cautious about internet consumption. He doesn't have social media. I don't do any of the social media. I can't do Facebook. I can't do um uh what's the name of that um 
Instagram? Um, it, not Insta, well, Instagram as well. Um, Snapchat. And Snapchat. There we go. Um, and so, so Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. I just don't do any of these. I, I it's just I don't have the motivation to go in, and it's really hard for me because I know that uh, you, my children. Um, really interacting a lot of these platforms, but it's just really hard because I just, I just have no interest. However, over quarantine, he downloaded TikTok. He has not been the same since. You know, with TikTok, it's super addictive. It's super addictive. I just, and it was one of those where I had the awareness, and I had no desire to stop. <laughs> it was amazing. Although my dad is practically non-existent on social media, he understands the five key concepts of social media literacy better than anyone I've ever met. The second concept is that social media can shape our perception of reality. He tries to share his, a positive reality, with those he loves. Well, I sent it to as an example. I sent one to Sabrina uh, just uh, a week ago. I sent another one to uh, Zoe um a few weeks ago like what 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 possible tiktok could you send your 17 year old daughter that she would be like yes um so that's a great question so um so for sabrina it was about um our minds and the power of being able to um from a point of anxiety how we can help uh, ourselves in uh, being more calm. But despite this, as much as I love to poke fun at my dad, I have to give him credit because he's done exactly what Chris wants to. He's managed to control his TikTok consumption. So when I first started using TikTok, um, I just started using it and I just saw how just time slipped away. It was just amazing how influential it is with these short videos. And then I said, this is way too dangerous. And so I stopped using it. And so now what I do is just when I go in TikTok, I just know I'm going to be there for, uh, for a little bit of time and just relax. My dad uses TikTok to relax. And as he puts it, learn. I use TikTok for educational purposes. I mean, I, and I just really love just a lot. There's just a great content there. Um, and I'm just really motivated to learn more. It's almost like, to be, to be honest with you, it's like 2020 reading a book, but it's just a highly compressed. And then you just have to go and just think about it and Google and study it and things like that. So that's what I do. But at the end of the day, he has found the balance that is perfect for him. I try to be balanced. I mean, I, um, moderation is, is very important to have a, a balance in life and not just to lean in in just your strength, but have the opportunity to grow and build muscle. So you are more, you're more of a balance, whether it's with your physical body, whether it's with your mind. It's just, I always believe in moderation. Media consumption looks different for everyone, and it means different things to each individual. Where my dad uses media for educational purposes, Chris uses it for escapism. Both have been beneficial, and yet both acknowledge that there are also cons to excessive media consumption. Social media is complex, and healthy social media usage looks different for everyone. For Chris, he would like to get rid of it completely. My dad is happy only checking up on TikTok once every two weeks or so. Find what's right for you. 
find your equilibrium. And as this is a podcast and a part of media, I would like to thank you for letting this be a part of your equilibrium. I'm Isabel Paxton. This podcast is produced by Alicia Haywood and me. Special thanks to the I Speak Media Foundation for providing me with a platform to have this discussion. What role is social media playing in your life? You can reach out to us through ispeakmedia.org or our various social media pages. And to end today's discussion with a quote from Linda Ellerby. Media literacy is not just important, it is absolutely critical. It is going to make the difference of whether kids are a tool for the mass media or whether the mass media is a tool for kids to use.